You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I'm joined with Daniel today. As always, before we get in, what are you loving, Daniel? Well, we've been in the middle of this message series, and I really like it. It's one of my favorite Oh, topics. I wonder why you like it so much, Daniel. <laughs> well, I've been preaching. So we if you aren't somebody that follows us um, online, we do a summer format where a staff member gives the message for the series after the conclusion of Mass. So Father Michael takes a little break from preaching for the summer and just gives uh, a mini homily two-minute message during the Mass, and then we continue the message series once the Mass is concluded. Mm-hmm. So that's been me for most, well, for all of this series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're in the, let's see, we're coming up on the fifth of six, like six weeks this week. Um, and it's been all about the Catholic Mass. So not because I've been doing this series, mm-hmm. but because I love talking about Mass, and I've been learning so much in preparing to give the messages mm-hmm. each week. Um it's just been great. I think you can always learn more about the Mass, and it's been six weeks, and every week I'm feeling like, gosh, there's so much more that I want to say mm-hmm. that you just don't have time in 20 minutes a week That's to awesome. say about Mass. It's Yeah. I'm just teasing you. I have been loving it, too. It's been a fantastic message series. I'm excited for all these series. First, we're diving into the Mass, which has been so educational, and just each week I find myself tuning in more to what I'm doing because you're going um what's the word piece by piece through the mass yeah like in order too Mm -hmm. so I feel like every week I come back for the next week and I'm more in tune to what I'm doing throughout the mass and what's happening throughout the mass around me um and then the next summer series we're diving into heaven for a whole series which I think is going to be really cool Tom Corcoran is leading that one so yeah these summer series have been great so I've been loving that too but on top of that I have been loving my nativity mask you know face masks we have to wear them Mm. everywhere now and they aren't the most comfortable or the prettiest but except for the nativity (laughs) nativity mask al walsh one of our leaders in our worship band at nativity and his wife made these masks and they're really nice comfortable material they have adjustable straps and a little the wire thing around your nose they're just really comfortable they're lightweight for a mask. They breathe well yeah and they've got the the nativity swoosh which it which is our kind of logo here at church of the nativity they embroidered on the mask which is so nice so i've been loving that mask and loving al and his wife for making those masks for us <laughs> We are in week four of the series, Student Ministry in Multiple Crisis Mode. Like we've been saying this whole time, our mission doesn't change and hasn't changed, but our methods have. So we are in the middle of that. We've talked about the difference between pivoted, pivoting reactively and innovating proactively. We went over our plans for the fall. And today we are going to talk about leaders, caring for our leaders, recruitment of leaders, and training in this era of COVID. Yeah, we've said our ministry is incarnational. It's part of our vision for students, and teens really need to have in-person connections and relationships, and leaders are really what make that happen. 
Our leaders are not all equally gifted in relational ministry. Some find it much easier than others. And we're trying to find leaders that are really committed to that relational model. Um, we want leaders that are willing to learn and to create great environments for those relationships to flourish. And it's a little bit more challenging than usual right now to be relational in a time when we have to be physically, socially distant, when everybody's experiencing mm -hmm. Zoom fatigue. There are these additional challenges, but we think that our leaders really are the key to overcoming those challenges and entering into a new and hopefully more fruitful than ever era in our student ministry. Absolutely. And we are always focused on the relationships between the small group leaders and their students, but there's also a level of relationship needed between us as staff and our small group leaders. So that is the first step is about leader care. So how are you checking in with leaders during this time? Not to ask them for anything, just ask them how they're doing, just caring for them on that minimal level of just reaching out even during the summer when we're off but especially in preparation of coming back for the fall we realize that some of our leaders aren't able to pivot with you for things there's parenting now homeschooling working from home caring for elderly parents they get sick themselves they're on zoom all day so it's okay to let these leaders step away. That's a way of caring for your leaders is checking in with them, finding out what they're struggling with and letting them know that it's okay for them to step away and focus where their focus needs to be right now. That's just the nature of ministry. And then we also are finding new ways to celebrate them, sending out cards with our wins on it, having happy hours over Zoom, just making that fun connection. We visited some leaders with a card and a book that we gave them to read for the summer about student ministry in preparation for the fall. We sought out some leaders who we knew were struggling and devoted some special attention to them and love to them. We had a Facebook group to connect all of our ministers throughout all of our ministries. We made phone calls. We sent text messages. Emails were celebratory, not just for information or for need to knows or asking them for anything, but just celebratory wins during a time when it isn't always easy to see the wins. So know your people, anticipate what they need, show them you are are for them before asking anything from them. That's the best way to care for your leaders. Yeah, and so after the caring comes the recruitment. You need to have a team. Yep. <laughs> and we realize, and as people step in and out of ministry, we looked at our teams for this coming year and we're going, man, we need a lot of ministers. Mm -hmm. And we need a lot of committed ministers, not just warm bodies to put in there, but people that really understand what we're trying to do and want to be a part of that vision. And sometimes in any of our ministries, we have a dud. Sometimes you do something and it just yeah. doesn't work. And we experienced that recently, as we like to say, we're in the trenches with you. So we tried a ministry push, realizing that we needed a lot of leaders for the coming year. Um, we wanted to spend a whole weekend just recruiting student and kids leaders for the coming fall. And so we had a whole plan around it for our pastor to talk about it within the mass and then mm -hmm. to have um, some Zoom rooms that people could join afterwards to answer questions. We had a whole process for how we were going to get those people in and everything. And then 
Black Lives Matter and all the racial tensions happened and we felt like we need to focus on that mm-hmm. with the message. We, we need to put this ministry push off. Then we did that for another week. Then it was Father's Day. And then all of a sudden it was the end of June and we were in the middle of summer and everybody was away. Mm-hmm. And so we spent a whole weekend talking about it during the announcements. Our pastor talked about it and we got about five new people, five from all of the masses and the investment that we'd made. (sighs) Five new people interested in kids and students despite this whole weekend of recruitment. Sometimes- That was a tough weekend. (laughs) You have a dud. (laughs) Um, And just being real with you, you have to be able to recover from those situations. Mm -hmm. We still need people Mm -hmm. to be able to do our ministry. Mm -hmm. So we can't just say, well, we tried. So we're pivoting. And right now we're working on a different strategy. We're asking for recommendations referrals basically from our staff and from our ministers and we're going to start a call campaign we have a whole list of people from the parish that we used uh, for calling during covid we're just going to start going through and highlighting people that we think Mm -hmm. could be a possibility and start cold calling we're going to start praying a novena to saint john bosco who is a patron of youth ministry and just praying for the right people and the right places and the right amount Um, And we just want to bring new life and energy to those conversations to present this program to new leaders and also to our current leaders, because we got to work on retaining them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like I said, we're going to go through this parish list of names. We're going to start picking possible people, calling and inviting them. And something to remember in the recruitment is that you have to face a lot of rejection before you make a connection. So you might make three calls and they all say no. Mm-hmm. And the fourth call, you get a minister for the coming year. Um, you you just have to keep at it. A great resource for this recruitment phase um, is a book called Building Your Volunteer Team. It's just a little book, but it's really helpful, practical guide. Um, it's a 30-day it's called Building Your Volunteer Team, a 30-day change project for youth ministry. Um, it's by a youth ministry veteran named Mark DeVries. DeVries, that's why I, I, I was I don't know how to say his last it. name. DeVries or DeVries, <laughs> yeah. but it's D-E-V-R-I-E-S. Mm-hmm. And all it does is just walk you through something that you can do every single day for 30 days to build your team. Um, we have used it before to recruit our teams and it's a great starting point so that's recruitment you have to face rejection before you make a connection it rhymes so you try to make it sound fun but it is not a happy truth (laughs) (laughs) it is not so once you do recruit these ministers of course the next step is training them which looks very differently during covid time something we did that we've been wanting to do for a while because of all of our um, safety standards within the Archdiocese of Baltimore and within Nativity that we take for all of our ministers. It can be a little bit of a complicated process. We have meetings at Nativity with our staff that ministers go to. Then we have the actual onboarding process of what is called virtus for us in the Archdiocese that they have to do getting background checks to be able to be serving with teens all these steps in the process but one thing that we created was a document to kind of introduce the changes that are happening in this time but also all of the steps outlining it making it as clear and concise as possible 
So after that minister recruitment comes minister training, which will look a lot different during these times of COVID right now. Typically, we have meetings in person and all together and on campus to be to help train and get started with our ministers, but we won't be able to do that. So something we created to help um, make it as clear as possible what student ministry will look like in this upcoming year, we wrote out a document to introduce and explain all of these new changes in our programs, the changes of small groups meeting on their own time together in person, but the live Zooms on the first week of the the series and things like that. But we did it in a way that needed to be compelling in the story we're telling. We needed to connect all of these changes back to our mission, back to our vision for student ministry. Give them the why a little bit too, behind why we're doing all of this, why we are making these changes. Obviously for the safety reasons, it's the changes that we need to make, but why we believe it's going to work, why we believe it can be a great year, it can be a relational year, it can be a year of faith growth for our students and for our leaders. So We make it compelling in that way. We make it look nice and pretty to give them, but we make it as concise as possible so that we, it's not a huge packet. It's just a one sheet document that outlines everything that our leaders need to know. That's the first step is to just loop them in to our program and our process. Yeah. And then we want to be creating some videos that continue to speak to our leaders and continue to elaborate on that and give them more details. And if you want to know about more of the changes that we're making for the coming year, we talked about that in our previous episode of this podcast. So check that out um, if you want to find out a little bit more as far as that goes. We're also planning this minister huddle, our kind of kickoff um, in just a couple of weeks uh, towards the end of uh, summer that we begin our program with during the year. We're hoping we can do that in person and maybe even move it outside. We were just talking about that right before we started recording today, actually. Um, But continuing to have that meeting, whether we have to do it virtually or we're able to meet in person, and maybe give people the option if they're not comfortable Mm -hmm. coming in person right away. Um, But either way that we want to cast the vision, have lots of conversation, match returning leaders with new ones to share wisdom and ideas, really build up the team with that first huddle of the year. Yeah, and we're also going to provide our ministers just one simple tool each message series to help them make that relational connection or something that they can do just focus on one great practice for them that could be walk to the car with your teen to meet their parent during the first series pick one teen per week that you walk out with maybe an open house night for parents to come in so that you can meet them all having that lead small book is a great practice to just review each chapter each week Um, And embracing the tension, one of the things that we talk about in a previous podcast is how important that tension can be for the conversations that happen within small group, especially those bigger conversations that they'll be having. So giving them tools on how to embrace tension, embrace silence, embrace varying ideas or beliefs or opinions within your group when those moments happen. Yeah, and then we want to just continue to communicate the same principles with our ministers on a regular basis. You can't say things often enough. Mm -hmm. We talk about lead small a lot, but 
we're in it all the time. Our ministers are not. They need to be reminded of those mm-hmm. things regularly all throughout the year. We're talking about relational ministry. How do we do this well? And we do it in different ways, different um, communication means, different words. But we need to keep hitting on the same principles again and again and coming back to them as a basis. What are our values within student ministry? You can do that with short training videos. These don't have to be high production. It can be Mm -hmm. little two-minute tips with your phone that you record, really. Um, But we want to be communicating the same principles over and over again. Yep. Awesome. So our one bright idea this episode for specific to ministers are those minister success kits. We talked about these in the last episode. You can go back for the full list on what we're including in ours. We're really excited about this. It's an opportunity to connect with our ministers to kick off the year, but it also really shows them the care that you have for them and it equips them for the year, and it can provide all of the training necessities that you need. So it really can hit all of these different parts that you need when you're taking care of your leaders within your ministry. So we're excited about that. And that is our bright idea. So if you want to adapt for your own ministers, for whatever you need to share with them, or things that you think will encourage them and show them how much you love them, go ahead and make those minister success kits. Thank you all for joining us today on Uprising. We love you all very much. Tune in next time.